Hey guys, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. We cover anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. We are a multi fandom podcast, and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially. You can find MC Anime on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, please check out mcanimepodcast.com, our website. Furthermore, stay tuned in for another episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of NCMA Podcast. MC here. I have a special guest with me today, Haley Waters. How are you doing today, Haley Waters? I'm really good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, tell the audience a little about yourself, what you do, and where they can find you. Uh, again, my name is Hillary Waters. I am the creative director and co-owner of FMW Fab Lab Design and Fabrication. We're located in Houston, Texas. Uh, we do design and fabrication for commercial interiors, um, products like boardroom tables, logo walls, reception desks, um, and everyone can find me um, on our website at fmwfablab.com or Instagram and Facebook, also fmwfablab. Yep. And uh, further along for today's topic, we're going to be discussing interior design and how to make a room look vibrant. So what is the first thing to consider when you have a room to look vibrant or any room in, in particular? Uh, first thing you want to consider um, is, do you have any natural light? So that'd be one of the first things to look for, how much light, um, what side of the building it is, east, south, northwest, and um, and how you can how you can play that up. So the first thing exactly. to do would be to, you know, take take stock of all your windows okay. and also appreciating the space where natural light comes in with my background lighting is very important especially natural light natural light is actually better than artificial because artificial gives you the glare while natural light gives you that natural shadow and also like a uh, brightness to the room that it didn't have before that artificial light doesn't usually do unless it's like super bright yeah, absolutely. And I think um, natural light is the most soft and um, and flattering light as well, right? Like um, everybody's everybody's skin is made uh, more beautiful by natural light, and it does the same thing for rooms, for sure. That's right. Sometimes um, our particularly right now in the world of LEDs. Um, they are doing more with technology to um, to get them closer to natural light and warmer light. But for quite some time, you know, fluorescence and LEDs were that kind of colder, bluer light, which um, was not very, uh, not very flattering and also a little hard on the eyes. Yeah, LED can then like have that fluorescent feeling. So you can, you sometimes like will squint when you look at the light. Yeah. So, Speaking of natural light, how do you want to combine natural light into actually illuminating the room in a way to look at, make you look vibrant? That's a great question. I think lighting is probably one of the most important things to address in a room. And I like to have multiple sources of light in a room so that depending on the time of day or the task that you're doing, you can, um, you can pick the right one. So during the daytime, um, 
you're going to obviously take that natural light as an advantage. You may also have an overhead light. Um, most rooms do. And then you may also have some task lighting, um, like in the kitchen, a task light might be over a sink. In a living room, it might be in the form of lamps or something like that. And having those three different sources of light can make um, can make your room feel both more vibrant and cozier at the same time. Uh, and you wanna make sure that you use the same temperature of bulb in each one of the lights. So let's say if you have um, 2700 Kelvin is a fairly common temperature bulb in residential world. There's certainly others, but that's one that a lot of people use. Um, you wanna have 2700 in your overhead light, 2700 in your task lights, because you don't want some lights to be blue and some to be yellow. That actually creates discourse and, and instead of more of a vibrant put together look. Oh, okay. So having the same frequency in which they operate in electricity can actually be beneficial in the in the, the type of lights you put in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want, like, it really helps with that cohesiveness. And I think a big part of a room feeling um, vibrant, like what we're talking about today, is cohesiveness. And so if you minimize the different temperatures of lighting that you have, um, obviously daylight is going to be its own temperature, but it can, it can work in conjunction with everything else. If everything's the same. Yeah. So if you have everything else standardized, regardless of which daylight temperature comes in, it will play a part in that light. If it's dimmer or brighter, depending on the part of the day. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. So understanding which time of day is also important for the natural light to come in so when you might use more the production light or the task light like at nighttime yeah and um depending on like what side of the room your windows are on you may get more at a, per a certain time of day right so you also kind of need to understand that you may need more artificial lighting if you're only getting um morning sun for instance and by the afternoon you're you're dark um, my space, um, that I'm in right now, actually the window behind me goes into another room. So that's not a real window, but I have a clear story all the way around the top of this room and all of the light. Um, it's a really actually great option. The light comes in all day long, so it's pretty vibrant in here, but if your windows are lower, then you're going to get less daylight coming in through the day. And you may need to supplement with more artificial light in order, order to maintain that vibrancy. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about natural light and lighting in general being a solution to vibrantness. What is another factor to making a room look vibrant to consider? Um, wall color would be another one for sure. Um, usually the lighter the color, the more vibrant something is going to feel, a space is going to feel. Um, Darker colors like your blacks and dark blues and dark, anything dark is going to absorb more light. That's just how it works. So you won't get quite as much vibrancy as with a lighter color. Now, I'm a big fan of both dark and light rooms. I have, there's reasons why you might want both. But in, in a space that you're trying to make feel vibrant, the lighter on the color wheel that you go or color spectrum, the better. So let's say um, if you don't want to use pure white, uh, which is my personal favorite. I just love a white wall. Um, 
then maybe you choose a really uh, a really light light blue or light green or light yellow um, and that will help to give it some more vibrancy generally speaking warmer colors are better for vibrancy so staying in your like um yellows pinks oranges sort of that end of the spectrum you're gonna get a little bit more of a vibrant feel but if you just really love blue then a lighter blue is going to help to contribute to a more vibrant feeling so basically the lighter the color the more chance it can make it look vibrant and as a result give the appeal of the room a different makeover than a dark color correct correct um and that's for like wall color as a whole you may bring in some more saturated colors um in say your furniture or artwork or something like that and a really primary color like like a true red or a true green can bring in a lot of vibrancy but for the walls i think like the best um the best overall solution is a light color okay and what's the relationship of dark colors and light colors Oh, wow. They play really nicely together. Um, contrast is another way to um, really bring out some vibrancy in a space. And um, and a very easy contrast would be combining, let's say, a really dark color in a smaller amount with your light-colored walls. So um, if we take, for instance, a, a bedroom... Let's say you've, you've got great natural light, you've got um, white walls, and it's time to bring in some contrast. And the way to do that might be to do like a, um, a black iron bed or a, uh, a really dark floor. And those work really nicely together because contrast is, is incredibly important, I think, um, in creating a more interesting and vibrant space okay all right so having the contrast between a darker color and a lighter color the darker color giving supplementaries to the lighter color to enhance the lighter color can be a really good show of vibrancy yeah i think the key there is proportion make sure your proportion of the darker is much smaller than your proportion of the lighter yeah because typically a darker room ain't going to make it as vibrant as you might think. It's That's going right. to make it all drag down the, the tone of the room and actually like make it less subtle than what the vibrance is. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. Now, I think there's there's reasons to do a dark room. For instance, you know, a theater room or someplace where you're going to be doing gaming or something like that. The darker colors on, the, um, on all surfaces, honestly, are going to give you a much more... Um, task appropriate room but in 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 the case of just you know wanting to create a vibrant space yeah you want to have a purport a large proportion of light and a smaller proportion of dark and what is the benefit of a vibrant space well i'd say that the main benefit is just um mood altering and and giving somebody that little uh that little pep in their step you know i think one of the reasons i went into design is because it has such a profound effect on me personally how productive i might feel or how 
poem I might feel, I really understood very young the connection between a space and someone's, um, the way that it made them feel. And in the case of a vibrant room, the primary benefit would be to also feel vibrant and feel happy and, uh, and just enjoy that space. Right. Um, you know, like if you notice, like when, when kids are young and you allow them to, to do what they want with their clothing or their room or whatever, they tend to pick sort of brighter colors. And it's because of the way it makes them feel, um, as adults, as adults, we kind of tend to be a little bit more subtle. Um, but you know, I think vibrant rooms just create joy. Okay. Okay. So basically embrace your inner child, bring back the bright colors that we had, that we once had during the earlier years, bring it back, make our adult lives a dad more happier because adult life is not always the happiest moment. Right. Not child. So eating good food, eating, you know, being in a good space, being in a good mood can actually promote you further in your productivity. Yeah, I think so. And I would say also it has like a, a domino effect, you know, like the interactions you have with other people and and we're also connected. Um, and the way that we we make everyone else feel. So, you know, it starts and it starts small. You wake up in the morning and you're in a space that just gives you joy and makes you feel happy and go on and carry that out into the world. That's that's probably a little profound, but I, I believe it. Uh, so what's the relationship to have a vibrant space by yourself and sharing that vibrant space with other people? Oh, let's see. Um, well, you know, sharing a space with other people is just tricky in and of itself, just because everybody has different personal tastes. So, I, but I think one of the things about a vibrant space that makes it um, a little easier is what I was talking about earlier. You can have that contrast. So you can, you can probably satisfy more people um, through that contrast, you know, like somebody might like one particular bright color and somebody might like a different one. And if you get the proportion right, um, you don't necessarily have to come out looking like a Crayola box, but you can combine, um, I think in a vibrant space, it really, it really, um, complements the use of more than one color and you can use it in small amounts such that it comes off more sophisticated and a little, um, a little less unplanned. Okay, okay. And when you're sharing spaces, it's important that everybody gets a say so for sure. Now, when you think of a vibrant room, is placement an important factor as well to consider? Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I I find it hard to plan anything without placement. Um, and, you know, depending on the function of the room, there's a lot of different reasons why you might do something a certain way. But flow, and flow relates basically to circulation, like how you move through a space, I think is probably one of the most important things. If you have to stand at the doorway to something and look in and you're like, oh, it's so beautiful, I love it. But then as soon as you try to move through it, it's awkward or you can't get to what you need. 
then I think it loses um, some of its appeal and, and as such its vibrancy. Also, in addition to just circulation, like really being a, a psychological factor with how you perceive a space, I think that placement of different, I mean, if we're speaking strictly of color, placement of different colors and different and different areas of the room is absolutely going to work to support the vibrancy that you're going for, right? So like you might not put um, everything that's one color in one spot. You might place different things throughout the room that gives sort of a repetition of that color throughout the room and your eye will find that color and the movement of your eye like working to to find the color in all those spaces that in and of itself sort of creates a vibrancy okay so when you have a placement and you have you know multiple colors and the color has contrast the flow is good you eyes will wander back and forth depending on how you identify the room and how you read the flow yes how other people read it and actually how they interpret that room as a space being like maybe inspiring or a different mindset than a boring doll room yeah yeah for sure um you really want to like think about where you where you use the the placement of the of the color and let's call it an accent color let's just say that you've you've brought in some accents uh, maybe you have a collection of pottery for instance um and all of the pottery is uh is blue and um yeah there's a couple of different ways you can place it you can make something big and dramatic in one area and then if you do that then maybe you want to have a blue element also on the other side of the room that's something different like a rug or something um, or you could take that pottery and you could put it in different spots all the way around the room. And then an eye would work to collect that and, and create some movement. Oh, okay. So when you work with like creative talent, they want a room where they can just work from home or have inspiration. How does vibrancy come into play there than a typical person living in a living space with vibrancy? Well, um, in commercial, well, so I guess work from home would be a little different. In commercial spaces, you know, we tend to work with their corporate colors and, and making that part of the vibrancy. But in, in a home office, the vibrancy might come from um, putting more personal objects in there. Something that reminds you um, why you work, for instance. Uh, maybe in some cases it's somebody, somebody's got children and they, they want to have photos of their family in there. And it's sort of a reminder to them, um, this is why I do that. And, and I mean, and also children of themselves sort of create vibrancy, right? So you have, uh, you have some photos of the children or maybe it's, um, maybe somebody has a hobby that they really dedicate a large portion of their life to like let's say somebody rides horses competitively or something like that then you might find a way to incorporate something from that hobby into the room and it brings life 
to the space. Um, you might also find ways to incorporate a little bit of nature. It could be something simple, just like cut flowers, but maybe it's actually a plant that grows in there. Plants are another great way to bring vibrancy to a room because you're literally bringing light into the room. Um, and there isn't, there's not much that creates more vibrancy than actual life. So plants are another great way to do that. Um, and I find that they, in addition to bringing joy and life and vibrancy, they also bring a sense of peace and calmness. Um, so that's another great way to do that. But I think that the key is when making a work from home space, make it incorporate things that um that bring you joy and it doesn't have to be a lot doesn't have to be cluttered in fact i actually find um less is more uh to a certain degree because the more stuff you have in a space the less anything stands out so if you if you keep it to the essentials and then you have your um I don't know, maybe you have your competition clothing or your ribbons or medals or something from your horse competition riding in there um, in some kind of really dynamic display on the wall. That can be a great way to really bring life and vibrancy to a room. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as we wrap this up, is there any conclusionary statements you want to give the audience about vibrancy and interior design? Um, start light, um, use your natural light to the degree you can, um, keep your walls light and then bring in contrasting colors and darkness in small amounts. Make sure to incorporate things that bring you joy, um, something that reflects your family or your hobbies or, um, your pets and, uh, if you smile when you walk in, you've done something right. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, with vibrancy and creating an interior space, you just need to find what color is your ideal moon set. Finding that color, find which one you identify with is very important, but also having an idea what you want the room to look like, the functionality of the room, what you're using it for, how you are working in that space it's also important how you are coexisting in that space what's that purpose what is it going to do how often are you going to be in that it really plays a really key element in the design of the vibrancy and also having a vibrant room especially in situations like a bedroom an office a kitchen can be very personal to the person because if that's the room you really like to be in then that room should feel like you know vibrant to you and your individual side of it. indeed indeed and color and things like that are exceptionally personal so i think you know you start with a couple of rules but then as you inhabit the space i like kind of slow design too as you inhabit it and you find what feels good um, then add more and then maybe take away something else. Gotcha. 
All right. Tell, uh, last thing, tell where they can find you and uh, what you do again. And I, you can find me. I'm Hillary Waters, co-founder and creative director of FMW Fab Lab Design and Fabrication. We are on Instagram at FMW Fab Lab, Facebook the same, and our website is fmwfablab.com. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This is a, this wraps up this episode of interior design and how to make a vibrant space. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. This concludes another episode of MC Anime Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing. 